When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Even the massive U.S. bank, J.P. Morgan, is now asking the question, is the U.S. dollar soon going to lose its status as a world reserve currency? Or as they put it, will we soon lose this exorbitant privilege? I want to unpack that term real quickly, exorbitant privilege. I think it's important to understand that in the time that the U.S. dollar has been the world reserve currency of the world, I'm talking post-World War II and after the Bretton Woods Agreement, the U.S., not only the U.S. dollar, but the U.S. citizens, the, the, the government, has benefited immensely from that status. I mean, first of all, there's the uh, buying stuff side of it. I, I'm talking imports. You know, because the U.S. dollar is used worldwide for trade and because of the demand that's generated by central banks uh, holding a, a, a majority of their Forex holdings in U.S. dollar terms, uh, it's allowed us to basically import cheap goods for for decades and decades, whether it's uh, goods from China or Japan or South Korea or Vietnam or wherever it is. Historically, the dollar has bought a lot in those countries and it's bought a lot of goods for us to import, right? We're, We're infamous for running this massive trade imbalances, trade deficit, where we spend and spend and spend, and what do we export? Dollars. And that only works if the dollar itself is a world reserve currency. But then there's the other side of it. There's the debt side of it as well. Because we can issue debt in our own currency, the world reserve currency, at the government level, that enables us to take on a, a very large amount of debt. Now, I'm not going to say the U.S. has the highest amount of debt as a percentage of GDP. We know that there's some European countries and, and Japan that are, are far ahead of us. But come on, we're talking like, what is it now? 22, $22.5 trillion of debt. That is very difficult to, to wrap your mind around. And it likely wouldn't be possible if the U.S. dollar was not the world reserve currency. And so for this to change, needless to say, I, I don't think I need to tell you guys that that there's going to be some serious shakeups in, in everything ranging from the Forex markets, obviously, to, uh, to, to, to the sovereign bond markets, the U.S. bond markets, and the stock markets, commodities, etc. Now, what J.P. Morgan in here is talking about is a shift east in terms of economic dominance, right? And this goes back uh, many centuries, right? For for much of the, I don't know, 15, 16, 1700s, uh, the, year, the Western Europe, Western Europe and Europe as a whole was sort of the economic center of the world. Not to say that there, you know, China we know for, for a very long time, had a very large economy, very large population. Um, Japan, to some extent, did as well, right? And and then there's the Middle East, and there's you know Northern Africa and whatnot. But 
come on. I mean, Europe was what some people would call the center of, of civilization, or at least the center of, of Western civilization at the time, right? Eastern civilization was no longer separated at that point. Um, but, but trade was relatively minimal. And, and as far as Western civilization is concerned, they were the powerhouse economies. I'm talking the UK eventually, but, but Spain and, and, uh, uh, Germany and, and the Netherlands and Prussia and all these other countries. I, I don't even know if Germany was around back then, right? For some of this time, um, uh, be, because it probably would have been a part of a different country, but, but, uh, France, you know, all of these countries, Italy were all part of this, uh, economic powerhouse, but over time that shifted East, right? I'm talking mostly World War One and on. It moved across the Atlantic to the United States. And all of a sudden, the U.S., we had our roaring 20s. And then we had our Great Depression, which was kind of a worldwide event. Uh, but then after that, we had World War II, Bretton Woods Agreement, etc. And the U.S. came out of World War II. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Ahead of everyone else. Pretty obvious, right? And again, the, the economic center of the world had shifted east. Well, it's doing that again. It's shifting east again. And, and you know, to some extent, this started probably back in the 80s, the 70s, right, with, with Japan's rapid growth. But, but in this case, I'm talking about mostly in the p- past 10 years, right, maybe past 20 years, if you want to go back a little further, China, right? China is an economic powerhouse. And again, economic activity is shifting east, now, this article by J.P. Morgan suggests diversifying out of the U.S. dollar into things like commodities, precious metals, uh, which oftentimes is, is kind of in that category, uh, and uh, emerging market currencies, right? I don't think this article is suggesting that because China is sort of the the economic powerhouse of the world right now or or second to the United States, that, that eventually the U.S. dollar is going to fall as a world reserve currency and that the Chinese yuan is going to replace it. It's not ready for that. That's very unlikely to happen. However, I think what, what they would agree with and, and what I would say is that over time what we're going to see is some sort of, of mechanism or basket of currencies that will replace the U.S. dollar. No longer will it be a U.S. dollar system worldwide. Rather, it'll be something similar to the SDR, right, which will be used for, for trade or for something along those lines. Now, that's not a done deal. We see that in today's world. There's an increasing number of, of fractures between countries, right? We see fractures forming between uh, allies that have been allies for for decades or hundreds of years, right? Whether it's between the U.S. and in parts of Europe, right? Or or um, different European countries and 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 Turkey and NATO and, and you know the list goes on and on. I think it's like you know the 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 truth of the matter is that what we'll see eventually is is more and more de-dollarization. 
that we'll see more and more countries uh, take up uh, some of their own uh, currencies, local currencies for trade. Right? For example, the you know Russia and and China they can do trade in yuan and or rubles, right? Or China and Japan, right? Yen and yuan, uh, etc. I think that's what we'll see, and 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 that's essentially what I would call de-dollarization. Countries choosing to use some other currency or mechanism than the U.S. dollar or the SWIFT system. And I think this is going to increasingly become prevalent. It's not going to happen overnight. This U.S. dollar collapse is not going to happen overnight. I think it's ongoing, um, but but it will be something that will develop, I think, over the next couple of years. And and what really will, will I think, destroy the U.S. dollar, what will ultimately make it um, a currency that no longer can be called the world reserve currency is not just this de-dollarization, and it's not just the U.S. using our foreign policy or economic power as, as a tool of diplomacy, thus driving away some of these other countries. It's going to be debt, right? It's going to be debt at the uh, sovereign level, ultimately, as well as corporate and consumer level, but but people are going to realize at some point that hey the U.S. dollar is only going to be able to to sustain this amount of sus- this spending and and these deficits with constant money printing monetization by the Fed and once that happens once that realization is made by the broader marketplace then I think we can definitively say that the this is the beginning of the end for the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. As always, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.